Everybody, good morning, Summit family, Summit Nation, Summit Nation strong. All right. All right. I see y'all online, and I am really thankful. If you can, it's a little bit hot up here still. These monitors, you can kill them. Um, welcome, everybody. Um, not only is uh, the coronavirus shut down or stay at home affecting Carla, it's affected me, too. I got my hat on because I can't get to the salon. <laughs> I was scheduled. Hey, y'all, let me, let me pull up the Facebook. It's good to see all y'all's comments and stuff. Yeah, I was, I was actually scheduled to go in and get an afro, uh, but I couldn't get in. So I'm just going to have to wait till this over. So you'll know when all this stuff is, when everybody's back outside, because uh, you'll see me with a big old afro. All right. Okay, all right, praise the Lord. Um, anyway, seriously, though, we're uh, glad that you're joining us. Those that are uh, uh, guests, visitors, welcome, welcome, everybody. We're, we're glad you're here, and um, I, I hope that you are, are blessed by the word today. And uh, I want to, uh, first of all, man, I was really full coming over here. The worship was so awesome, wasn't it? And I was just, I was, I was about to jump out of my car. It was just, I was just so full uh, with just praising the Lord. See, this, none of this, this stuff, this pandemic is not stopping the church. Actually, we're advancing, we're increasing, we're, grow, we're growing. And I want to give a shout out to my, my team. I, I just been, been thinking about this uh, each Sunday I get up here just talk about how I can't do this without a faithful committed team that comes here each and every week a skeleton crew uh, I know more people would be here if they could and I just want to shout out to my uh, my media team my music team uh, sound I mean they are making this thing happen and I was just blessed by the the quality of, of everything, and so um, I'm, ju I'm just thankful, and I'm thankful to Summit, the, all of the Summit family who've been watching, participating, um, supporting us with your prayers, financial support. You, you all have, have gone over the top, and I, I just want to just give a shout out right now to my Summit family. Give yourself a hand, praise the Lord, because um, y'all make it possible, even though those that are not here, but you're sitting there watching and you support this ministry, you make it possible for us to do what we're doing right now and minister to thousands. We're on, at the same time, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on the Summit Church platform, and uh, praise God, uh, I am thankful. And um, right before we get into the word, I, I want to encourage you to focus and put away all distractions. And there are some challenges when it comes to uh, watching online. And, um, you know, your kids could be asking you, hey, mom, 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 uh, you know, dad, uh, come here. And you, know, you could, uh, the, the refrigerator might call you, and uh, you, you may be cooking and trying to do a lot of different things at the same time, checking. Uh, your email or checking your Instagram. But I encourage you to just lay aside those things 
We're not going to be here for a very long time. Let's focus and focus in on this word. Praise God. So I'm going to get back to our teaching on authority in just a second here. And um, just want to give a shout out to uh, everybody that's, again, online. I'm just looking at some comments here. And I encourage you, Summit, Summit family, um, just greet people when they come on. Y'all have discussions online. And um, get ready, get ready, get ready to receive this word. Getting back to um, what I started on authority. This is actually the fifth lesson on the authority of the believer. You have authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus has given us the power of attorney, which means that we are authorized dealers of God's power. And we're going to begin in Luke 10, 19. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I give unto you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Last week I forgot to do our confession. I was about to forget today, but I brought up the presentation, so now I can, I can see it right there in front of me. Okay, let's make a confession uh, according to God's word. And I don't know if it's going to be on the screen or not, but um, you can get it from... Uh, Summit family, you can get it on the Faith Life page. This confession is, is there. So uh, let's go. I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lord. That's the only slide I got. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I didn't bring, apparently, I didn't bring the other slides over there. Praise the Lord. Y'all know the rest of that confession? Well, you know what? I'm just going to have to. Uh, move over to something else here. Praise the Lord. And um, while I'm looking for this, can y'all tell me on the screen is, uh, okay, is, is it going across the screen? Just give me a yes or no. That way I'll know to give you time to repeat it. Okay, so let's just start all over. Praise the Lord. Nothing like live. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Ready? Repeat this after me. I am the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. Okay. Was that? Okay. Is it on the screen now or it was. Oh, okay. So let me let me just go go through it and 
and just, I just believe it's up there for you. If not, just listen. This is who you are, okay? I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved by you. I am the, the, the disciple who Jesus loves. I am my father's favorite child. I am the apple of his eye. I am well-pleasing in his sight. I receive the love that my father has for me. Everything I do and touch shall be blessed because I am the beloved. I am loved, righteous, blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, confident, secure, disciplined, focused, prepared, qualified, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted, and approved, not average, not mediocre, holy, flawless, blameless, without blemish, blameless, I said that, (laughs) free from accusation. I am a child of the Most High God. I will become all I was created to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, the believer's authority, Luke 10, 19, behold, I give unto you authority. You have authority to what? To walk on, tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. The enemy is the author of the coronavirus. He's the one responsible, not God. We've covered that. God doesn't have any, he couldn't, he couldn't even It's not even possible for him to give the coronavirus because God doesn't have any. That's not his nature. His name is Healer. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. He's not the Lord which maketh thee sick. Amen. He's in the healing business. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The good news is that we have authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall hurt you. King James says nothing shall by any means hurt you. It's like an officer that stands in the middle of the street and the truck is coming. And the truck acknowledges the, the badge when the, when the officer uh, lifts up their hand and they say uh, a signal to stop. That truck stops. The the truck has power to run the officer over, but the officer has authority over all the power of the truck. The enemy recognizes, the devil recognizes the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. Okay, all this is just a, a bit of review. Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Keys represent authority. But you've got to use the keys, don't you? You can have car keys, but if, if, if you, you can get in your car and the, the car has the power to, to get you anywhere you want to go, but if you just sit in the car and don't put the keys in, nowadays you can just set the keys down, press a button in, in a lot of cars, right? But you've got, you still you have to have the keys. Or the car is not going to move. Well, we have been given authority. Now, grace has provided us with everything we need to live 
a life of, of, of godliness, everything that pertains to life and godliness have been given to us in Christ. Things like healing and deliverance and prosperity, all these things have been given to us by his grace, not just salvation for, from sin. And, do, and, and that's one of the, 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 that's the, the best thing we have is forgiveness, forgiveness of sins. We have been given the gift of no condemnation because of what Jesus did for us in his finished work on the cross. Thank you, Lord. We have forgiveness. And, and so we've been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And so we can exercise authority over the enemy. And we can receive, use these keys to receive everything that Jesus died to give us on the cross, okay? If you need healing, we're not making God heal us. People say, well, God is sovereign. Well, a sovereign God gave us the keys. A sovereign God sent Jesus to die on the cross to die in our place. And we've been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And notice it says, whatever you bind, not, not whatever heaven binds, You've got to do something. See, by grace, we've been saved. Now, that word saved, it, it's sozo in the Greek. It means to save, deliver, protect, heal, and prosper. So by God's grace, what's, what's God's grace? His unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. And through God's grace, through his unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor, we've been saved, delivered, healed, protected from the coronavirus and everything else, and prosperous. We're safe in Christ. Why? See, that's the secret place that we dwell in. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91. You know where that secret place is? In Christ. Where is he? Yes, he's in us. But positionally, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. That's including the coronavirus. Because he's raised far above the devil, and the devil is the one who brings, he's the author of sickness and disease. That means we're far above every sickness and disease. He's far above every sickness and disease, including the coronavirus, seated at the Father's right hand. And we are, listen, because of sozo salvation, we are seated together with him at the right hand of the Father, Safe and secure at the Father's right hand. Amen. And so, as Jesus is, we're in Christ. So, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And see, by grace, you've been saved through faith. And we're going to talk about faith, hopefully, if I get through this. We're going to talk about faith because, see, we don't have to make God do anything he already did it. He already provided by his grace. You've been forgiven, healed, prospered, 
delivered. Righteous with the gift of no condemnation. It's already done. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. As far as God is concerned, it's already done. If you need healing today, as far as God is concerned, your healing is already done. Your righteousness is already done. God sees you with the same righteousness as Jesus has. As Jesus is, so are you. We're in Christ. So, so by God's unmerited favor, you've been prospered, healed, blessed, righteous, forgiven, through faith. So faith reaches out and, and receives and, and, and grabs a hold of, or I like this, takes possession of. Everything that has already been provided. So you see, we're not trying to make God do anything. He's already done it. So you just got to use your keys. Well, no, you got to wait on God. No, God's waiting on you to use your authority. He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. One translation says something like, what is already bound in heaven? Because it's finished. Because it's already done. It's already been bound. But, it, but heaven needs you to use your faith and take your authority and receive what's already done. Because it's waiting on you. Healing's waiting on you. Prosperity is waiting on you. In these times, in this pandemic, don't be afraid. Fear not. Be strong and very courageous because the Lord is with you wherever you go. Praise God. And you, he's not going to see you go down. David said, I've been young and I've been old. And I have never seen the righteous forsaking somebody shout amen. Or his seed begging for bread. And that was in the old covenant that's not as good as the covenant that we have today under grace, under this new covenant. Praise God, we have a better covenant established upon better promises. Thank you, Lord. And to be better, it has to have, it has to at least have what the old had in it, plus some, in order to be better. Woo! Man, I just preach myself happy right now. So, authority, defined, is a state of control. Calm down. Calm down, Pastor. We're going to do some teaching here. I want y'all to get a hold of this. Authority is a state of control over something. And Jesus gave us the name of Jesus. He gave us his name. He gave us the power of eternity, the right to use his name. After Jesus rose from the dead, before he went to be seated at the right hand of the Father, he said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. He went to heaven at the right hand of the Father, as I shared. He's the head, but he left his body on the earth. The authority in heaven is for him. The authority on earth is for us. The head and the body are attached. When people say, well, God don't need us, he does need us. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever you loose on earth, heaven will back you up. Thank you, Lord. So we bind the coronavirus in the name of Jesus. We command the curve to flatten in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
That's using an example of using your authority in the name of Jesus, okay? So we are authorized dealers of God's power. Thank you, Jesus. He gave us the keys. That's powerful, man. The right to use his name. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. And he said, go ye therefore. And he said, in my name, one of the things that he said is, you, this, this is the last thing before he, he went up to be seated at the right hand of the Father. You know what the last thing he said? You shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. No, they shall recover. Glory to God. So we have authority over sickness and disease. Ooh, man. And we're going to look at, it, at, at an example of that in just a moment. Because see, what happened was um, in that great commission that, that Jesus gave the disciples right before he went to be seated, and he said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. In my name, you'll cast out demons. You'll speak with new tongues. You'll take up serpents. And if, and if you drink any deadly thing, that means, that means you don't go out and try to look for something deadly, but if you happen to drink something deadly, it will not harm you. Ah, then it must be true that if you happen to come in contact with the coronavirus, it won't mess with you. Because you're immune, not because of a mask, I'm not against that, not because of social distancing, I'm not against that, but because you, you are quarantined on the inside because you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And you know, you know what belongs to you. You know that healing belongs to you. It's a part of the new covenant. Glory to God. If you drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt you. You lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, and the, the disciples, and Jesus went up to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And the disciples, it says, went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord didn't leave them. He was still with them in his name. They preached everywhere. Remember, these are the, the disciples that he sent out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits, over sickness and disease. Matthew 10.1. These are the same di disciples that Jesus said, um, I give you, to whom Jesus said, I give you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions. Nothing shall by any means hurt you over all the power of the enemy. These same disciples went out after Jesus went to heaven and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Whoo! Man, and you know what? As I, 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 as I was looking through the other day, the book of Acts, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't see one instance. Now, it might be in there. I haven't seen it yet. Where they prayed for anybody's healing. In uh, Acts chapter 9, there's two instances. Um, Aeneas, who was paralyzed, I think, for eight years. And uh, he, said, he said to Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. 
I mean, he turned, he just, he just, he spoke, he, he used his authority in the name of Jesus. See, we're not healing anybody. Jesus is doing it. Thank you, Lord. And, um, and then there's another instance where uh, uh, Tabitha or Dorcas, they're just two persons by the same name, we call her Tabitha, okay? She was dead. And, uh, and Peter spoke to the body and told the body, to, uh, uh, to, told her to get up. You find both of those in Acts chapter 9. And then um, is a, there's another instance when Paul was pre- preaching, I believe, at Lystra. And there was a man crippled that was a cripple f- uh, from birth. And uh, P- uh, Paul, Paul was preaching and uh, looking at this man intently. And the Bible says, seeing that he had faith to be healed. He didn't even pray for him. You know what he said? Stand up on your feet. (laughs) What was he doing? What I'm talking about, using authority in the name of Jesus. And with that situation with with, with Dorcas or, or Tabitha, she was dead. And so Peter said, Tabitha, arise. He didn't pray for her. Tabitha, Arise. Now let me just stop right there. And I get this question asked several times over the years. People ask me, I don't know about all that faith healing I see on TV. Is that real? I just think that's fake. I don't know about that. Is it fake? Well, I don't know most of those people on TV. Okay? And I can't speak for them. And I know there are fakes. People have been caught um, staging stuff and staging healing and things like that. But um, it's like a doctor. You're going to have some, some quack doctors. <laughs> but you don't throw the whole profession away just because you got a few bad apples. Well, the same when it, when it comes to ministry, okay? First of all, no matter whether or not anybody gets healed, The Bible is still true. The the word, these are facts in the word of God. Jesus said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Bible says, Jesus took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And by his stripes we were healed. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all this within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Well, I ain't never seen nobody healed in my church. I ain't never seen it. Until I, until I see it, I ain't going to believe. Because seeing is believing. Seeing ain't believing. Seeing is knowing. If you see it, you don't have to believe. It's believing that makes it work. You, th- you, think, you, I mean, you think you're big and bad. I ain't going to believe it until I see it. Well, you ain't never going to see nothing. Because it's believing that causes the sin. Like um, Thomas wasn't with the disciples when the the Lord uh, was there, appeared to them at first. And uh, when he came back, he said, they said, hey, baby, Thomas, you missed it. The Lord was here. He said, man, unless 
I see the print of the nails in his hand and thrust my fingers into his side, I will not believe. And then Jesus showed up. <laughs> he showed up later. He said, Thomas, come here, boy. Give me a finger. Touch my hand. Thrust your hand in my side. Don't be faithless, but believe it. He said, he said Lord, my Lord, my God. He said, Thomas, because you've seen me, you believe. He said, blessed are those who have not seen, but yet have believed. Believing causes sin. Believe the word and you'll start seeing yourself healed. Just take it. Just, just take his word. Well, I'm going to try it. Don't try it. Just take his word. Say, Lord, if you're sick, Lord, your back got back pain, arthritis, cancer, tumor, whatever it is, foot pain, whatever it is, migraine, whatever it is. Say, Lord, I'm going to take you at your word. This man showed me in the word. He, he said, you're a healer. And by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. So I, I, I received my healing right now. I just feel, feel led to do that. If you're sick in your body, go ahead and receive your healing right now. Just receive it. I, I know laying on of hands, that's one way, but that's the, not the only way you can be healed. You can be healed just by, just by hearing the word. He told that centurion, uh, or, or that, or that uh, yeah, I think it was a centurion that, that sent, sent those boys to have, have him come to his house and heal his servant. And he stopped him. He said, Lord, you don't even have to. You, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. You don't even have to come to my crib. You know what? I, I got a second thought. Just speak the word only, and my servant will be well. And Jesus spoke that word. And his hurt servant was healed from that very same hour. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just by me speaking, I'm speaking the word. It's not because of me. It's because of this word. It's because of the power of the word of God. Jesus is still healing today. I don't, ha I don't have to prove anything. I'm not on the spot. Jesus is on the spot. Go ahead and receive your healing right now. If you're sick, receive your healing. I speak healing to you, and I command you. I take my authority right now. If you're sick, just lift up your hands right now. If you don't, just put your hands at your side. It don't matter. I just, just receive this and believe it. I speak healing over you, and I command your body to be healed in Jesus' name. That might sound crazy to some people. But if you, if you now go check yourself. If you experience your healing, now if you didn't feel anything right now, just keep believing. And that thing will go. Just keep believing. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I said whatever it is. And if you get a manifestation, uh, give us a comment. YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're at on an online platform. And, and so we can all give God the praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, back to this, this thing about, well, is it really true? Well, it doesn't happen in my church. Well, does your church preach healing? See, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. How shall they hear without a preacher? You, you need somebody to preach it. I mean, people say, well, it ain't, it ain't true because I, 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 I never see healing in my church. Well, do you see people get saved in your church? Well, yeah, of course. How does that? How, how do you know people are saved? Well, uh, they they give an invitation, 
and ask for those to, to come to the altar to, to receive the Lord. And they, and they say that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and they, they give an invitation for anybody to come up and receive Jesus. Isn't that amazing? They don't come up until you ask them, until you give them and tell them what the Word says. Now, what if people, now listen, what if people leave after you give an invitation for salvation? What if people leave and they're unsaved? Are you going to say that salvation is not true because nobody got saved? Or people who were unsaved did not respond to the altar call? Well, of course not. Salvation is still true. Why? How, how, how come they left unsaved? Okay, if salvation is true, then how come they left unsaved? Well, that's silly. You know because they didn't believe it or didn't receive it. See, salvation is not true because people get saved. People get saved because salvation is true. Man, I wish I could finish this today. Where else y'all going? All right. <laughs> so it's the same thing with healing. Apply that same spiritual logic to healing, okay? Healing is not true because people get healed. People get healed because healing is true. So it don't matter whether or not somebody uh, doesn't receive their healing. Healing is still true because the Word says it, whether anybody gets healed or not, because how are you going to possess your healing? By believing and receiving. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Having said that, I've seen some folk healed. I've said, well, you know, you, uh, they, I think they just fooling those people. Well, I got a young man that's walking around somewhere. He was blind when he was a little, little uh, child. Some of y'all remember that? And uh, I believe it was the, the, the Wilson's boy, right? He's walking around. He was blind, uh, I believe, in one eye or both eyes and received his healing right here. Now, we saw it. I don't have to see it. We believed in healing and preached healing. That's why we saw it. That's how, how did that family know about it? Because, see, they heard the word. Like Paul at Lystra, when he looked at that man intently and he saw that he had faith to be healed, and he told him, stand up on your feet. That boy got healed. Well, you, uh, they just tricking people. Well, we got a boy. He's probably in his 20s, maybe even uh, 30s now, walking around. He's walking around thinking he can see. Amen. <laughs> so, amen. And, and we're looking to fool some more people. You know, I'm, I'm being facetious, but um, I, I've, I've seen it. Thank you, Lord. I've been into, in a hospital where they were going to remove a tumor. Someone had this uh, uh, cancer. This, this is before I went to Bible school. Me and a friend of mine, Marshall Warren, who went to be with the Lord, we went in the hospital. It was, it, it was uh, late at night, and uh, they weren't letting people in, but but uh, it was time after visitation hours were over. Um, but we were authorized dealers. 
walking in there, and God gave us favor. We walked in. They were going to operate on this lady the next day. She called for us. She believed, and, and she believed in healing. And I sat at her bedside. I had an outline at that time that I would go over, and I would minister healing and let the person know what the Word said about healing, like Mac- Matthew eight seventeen, like 1 Peter 2, 24, okay? And, and that they shall lay hands on the sick. I told her, I said, look, um, the Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's obvious I have hands. And it's obvious that you're sick. And see, and uh, these signs will follow those that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick. And I believe. So I qualify. So we, all, we meet all the Bible qualifications. So I'm going to minister to you and you'll be healed. Prayed for her. Didn't feel a thing. See, it's not about feeling. We walk by faith, not by sight. I didn't feel nothing. Didn't feel a thing. Didn't feel nothing. No, no lightning, no, no chills, no goosebumps. See, when I spoke healing over you, you don't have to, oh, I feel the Lord. Oh, I feel the Lord. You don't have to feel nothing. And I didn't, pastor spoke that word. I didn't feel nothing. You don't have to feel nothing. I didn't feel a thing. Left the hospital. Went on about my business. Next thing I know, the next day, the, op- the, the doctors went in to operate, and they couldn't find the tumor. They had to sew her back up. They didn't know what happened. So I've seen it. But I believed it first. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Man, the Lord is helping us today. When you use your authority in the name of Jesus, see, it's, it's like Jesus himself is doing the praying. And by giving us authority in the name of Jesus, it's, it's, it's like, what God has done has given us uh, the, the power of attorney. He's given us a signed check of all, the re- of all the resources of heaven. And all he asks us to do is fill it in. What do you need from God? Again, in the name of Jesus means that when you use your authority... When you say, in the name of Jesus, it's not because of who you are. See, the results are not based on who you are and what you have done. The results, see, because people, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus. Here, slow down. Know what, what, what this name represents. All of heaven is in the back of that name. So, so don't, just, don't, 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 don't just, just spit out in the name of Jesus without understanding What's in back of it? That's why a lot of people, I believe, don't get results because they don't value the name of Jesus. When you speak and use your authority in Jesus' name, it means the results are not based on who you are and what you've done. The results are based on who Jesus is, 
and what he has done. Now listen to this. Using your authority in the name of Jesus is putting your faith in the finished work of Christ. When you use your authority in his name, it is as though Jesus himself is taking the authority. See, because you could see through those examples I gave with the apostles after Jesus went to heaven in the early church, the Lord never left them. He said, I'll leave, leave you another helper, which is the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit. He, he lived on the inside of them, and he gave them the authority of his name. You know what we're packing right now? The Lord is with you right now. It's the same Jesus. Some people say, well, you know, that went out with the, with the early church. Healing went out. Uh-uh. Jesus Christ, Hebrews 13.8, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, and I change not. He was the healer in the old covenant. He's a healer in the new covenant. He was a healer when Jesus walked the earth. I believe that people are being healed right now. Don't be bashful. Go ahead and, 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 and write in the comment section. Say, I, 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 don't, I don't have the pain anymore. Get, let it, let's, let's, so, so we can rejoice together. Praise God. Acts chapter 3, verses, uh, beginning in verse 1. Mm, man. Here's another example of the disciples preaching everywhere. Glory to God and and uh, ministering to the sick. Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms or, or, or money. Now, Watch this. And Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said, look at us. Oh, I love this. Because they authorized dealers. <laughs> now, we know that the healing comes from God and he gets all the glory. But he said, look at us because we got something for you. We got something for you. Oh, man. Look at us. See, you got something. See, that's knowing who you are. So you got, you got to know who you are. You can't play with this thing. <laughs> Especially when it comes to demons. There were seven sons of Sceva that were looking at, at Paul. Man, I could do that. And there were, there were these demons. And so uh, they said, <laughs> they tried to cast out those demons. They said, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. See, they didn't, they didn't have a personal knowledge. See, you got to know this for yourself. Man, those demons whipped them, whipped the clothes off of them. <laughs> and they ran up out of there. All right. You know what those demons said to them? They said, before they whooped them, whooped the clothes off of them, they said, um, Jesus, I know. 
Remember what, what they said. They said, we adjure you about the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Them demons said, I know Jesus. Jesus I know. Paul I know. I know Paul. Well, who are you jokers? <laughs> and he whooped the clothes off him. See, but Peter and John, they knew something. They said, look at us. And, 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 and the man fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive. See, that's the key. When you expect to receive, like when I spoke healing over you, did you expect to receive? Well, let me just try this. I ain't anybody trying it. Just say, Lord, sock it to me. That's all you got to say. Lord, Lord, Lord just, let, let, let me have it. I need healing. Forget about all that religious stuff I heard. And that healing stuff ain't true. Let, let, me just, let me just throw that away. I see from the word you want me healed. See, what can you take authority over? Anything the devil is responsible for. Anything that steals, anything that kills, anything that destroys. So all you got to do is just open up, expect to receive. This man expected to receive. Some, man, I, I'm getting help from the Lord up here today, man. I hope y'all getting something out of this, man, because I tell you what, I didn't, I didn't plan to say a lot of this stuff. I think, See, it's about relying on the Holy Spirit. Man, I just I, I feel like I'm, I'm just being lifted up in here. I feel like I got... Walk through the wall right now, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just, just rest. See, faith is a rest. I meant to get to that today, but, man, I'm, my time's slipping away on me. But um, he expected to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the net, he didn't pray. He didn't pray. He said, in the name of Jesus, what's the name mean? Not because, of, not because of Peter and John, who they were or what they've done. It's because of who Jesus is and all power is in his hand. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And if you're just joining us and you're sick, I speak to that sick body right now. The Lord loves you unconditionally. In, in his grace, he's given you healing 2,000 years ago on the cross. And I command you, you, I command your body to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. They told him, they, they told him, they told him. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. That's the same thing you're going to do. Again, don't look for a feeling. Your healing may manifest Later on, when you're watching uh, Michael Jordan tonight, you might be sitting there minding your own business, watching the last dance, and all of a sudden, man, oh, wait a minute. My back's healed. My hand's healed. Glory to God. See, and, and notice who got the credit for it. Verse 16. And his name, watch this, by faith in his name 
has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of y'all. Now, God has already provided healing, prosperity, deliverance, forgiveness, all right, the gift of no condemnation. But see, you've got to receive it by faith. Faith is involved. Oh, man. See, it's already done. I'm going to go a little bit further. So, so I want you to see this. 2 Peter 3, excuse me, 2 Peter 1, notice it's already done. See, I used to preach this, listen very carefully, that faith moves the hand of God. But faith doesn't move the hand of God. Listen, the hand of God already moved on the cross. Because, see, listen very carefully because with that mentality, people think that they've got a, it's like faith in their faith. It's not faith in your faith. It's, it's the faith of Jesus that's been given to you as a gift. And what faith does is it is receives what has already been done. So you're not making God do anything. You, you're not convincing God to heal you. You're not um, um, working up faith. All right? You're not, you're not working up your own faith to be healed. It's, it's, it's not, and, and, it, and it's not trying to get God's hand. Well, I'm just trying to, man, if I can have enough faith, It'll move God's hand. That's what I used to think. But now when I understood about God's grace, now I understand that God has already provided healing. He's already provided everything that pertains to life and godliness. See, his divine power has, past tense, granted to us all things. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a done deal. Your healing is a done deal. Your prosperity is a done deal. Your financial provision, it's a done deal. Trust God for your provision. I don't care what they're saying on the job. If, even if they laid you off, God is your source, and he supplies your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. As his divine power, listen, has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us precious, his precious and very great promises that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. Notice the past tense. He has has granted to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Has granted to us very his, his precious and very great promises. You see, the hand of God already moved. So our faith doesn't move God's hand. Our faith 
receives these precious promises, these great promises that have already been given to us by his grace. His grace is already provided. And so we just reach out and receive it by faith. That makes it easy. So we're not trying to move his hand. His hand already moved. Ephesians 1.3 says, listen, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, past tense already, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So what, what faith does, it just reaches out and possesses. Just hang on with me just a little bit. I, I, I want to, because all this goes together. If you need help today, here's your help. Using your authority. So faith is involved because you need faith to use your authority. Look at Philemon 6. It says that the sharing of your faith, King James says the, the communication of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which you're trying to get. No, it's already done. It's it, where is it? It's in you. Because you're in Christ. Healing is in you. Prosperity is in you. Righteousness is in you. Deliverance is in you. Protection, supernatural safety and protection is in you. Soundness is in you. So, so how has your faith become effective? When you acknowledge every good thing that's in you. Not trying to get God's hand to move. I'm acknowledged. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm prosperous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That, when people think that that's arrogant. No, you're just declaring who you are. And some people will mistake it as, as arrogance because so, little, so few people know who they are. This is the same stuff that I just said is true about you. You know why? Because it's true about Jesus. Whatever's true about Jesus is true about you. And here's something. Man, I've been teaching faith for so, so long, and I just learned this. And, I, man, I just about, I had to, go, I had to call somebody up, a pastor friend of mine uh, in line with Pastor Stephen Wash, man, and he's been teaching faith, and I shared it with him. I found out, as we go to Romans chapter 4, that faith when it says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and Abraham, he was strong in faith. We're going to go there. Faith is a noun. Faith is a noun. It's not an action word. It's not a verb. It's a noun, which tells me that faith is a rest. Here's, here's, here's an example. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I've made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things, the things that do not exist. In hope, talking about Abraham, in hope, he believed against hope. So, He believed in, against hope. See, because there was a natural hope. The natural hope of him having kids w was gone. I mean, he and Sarah are about 100 years old. But in hope, he believed. He believed in a supernatural hope. He believed what God said, that he would become the father of many nations as he had 
been told. Believe what you've been told from the word of God, that by Jesus' stripes you were healed. I'm on this healing today because some people need, need, need this. Some people need some encouragement right now. As he had been told, maybe you got some relatives with, that, that contracted this corona mess. Share this with them. It doesn't belong to them. Healing belongs to you. Share it with people who have cancer. Believe what's been written. Find healing scriptures in the word and believe it. That's the same thing Abraham did, but in his situation. I mean, who has kids at 100? I mean, let's get real. But he believed what he was told. So shall your offspring be. Watch this. And he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since it was about 100 years old. Because, see, he didn't focus on his body. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in faith as he gave glory. Hang on now. If you turn off now, you're going to miss something here. Hold on. Hang in with me, y'all. But he grew, grew, grew strong in faith. You got to go to the bathroom or something. Take me to the bathroom with you. I can't see you. Just go ahead and just take me to the ba- bathroom with you to put your, set your phone up. <laughs> glory to God. Amen. So, so he grew strong in faith, and, and as he gave glory to God, watch this, fully convinced that what God was able to do, that God was able to do, that God was able to do what he promised, that's faith. Faith is a rest. It's, it's being fully convinced. Said so what, what, what God promised, he was able to do, Right? He's just fully convinced. I mean, that's faith. It's a rest. It's being fully convinced. Thank you, Lord. Now, that'll cause you to do some actions, but those actions aren't your faith. Faith is a noun. It's just rest and receive. I I believe what God said. Sitting on your couch, drinking some tea, some coffee, like, I believe that. And you rest it. See? Last scripture passage you hear and, and want to show you in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2. This is a, a last, last minute edition here. Uh, we won't have it on the screen, but I encourage you to grab your Bible. Go to the Summit Church app. You can get these notes. It's under the, uh, hit that icon Sunday morning, and the notes are available, and you can even take notes there. Kind of late for me sharing that with you, but, but listen to this. Hebrews 4, 2, for indeed... The gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word, now think about everything that I shared today about using your authority and about that it's already done. The word was preached to us as well as to them. Now, first of all, we need to tell you real quickly who them were. These were the children of Israel in the promised land when God said, go and possess the land which I do give, I do, which I do give to the children of Israel. As far as God is concerned, Shatan, it was already done. All they had to do. Now, it was already done. It was provided for them by God's grace. But they had to use their authority to go into the land and put their feet on it and, 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 and take it. Now, the end of the story is 
They didn't. They allowed the, ten, the 12 spies uh, that went over and checked the land, they all acknowledged that it was a good land. It flowed with milk and honey and all that kind of stuff. It was ex exactly the way God said. And they came back, oh, it's a great land. But 10 of the 12 spies said we can't do it because the giants are in the land and blah, blah, blah. And we're grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were in their sight. They're already determined that even though they saw themselves as grasshoppers instead of believing what God said, then they took it a step further and said, well, we are grasshoppers in their sight too. They're looking at us as grasshoppers. Now, how do they know? Did they do an interview with the giants? But that's a whole other story. But the thing about it is, is they didn't possess the land, and, and the ten came back and convinced the multitude uh, uh, that they couldn't take it, and they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. Now, are you going to tell me? Now, this is the thing that this story is dear to my heart because it was when I was sitting over at somebody's house getting ready to go to church and somebody popped in the tape and I was listening to a message and the man of God was talking about this. And he said this statement and this is what opened my eyes to faith. He said, are you going to tell me it wasn't God's will for them to go in and get that land? No, it was God's will. But why didn't they? If it was the Lord's will. See, because up to that point in my life, I thought, because my mama used to teach me, everything that happened was the will of God. Everything. If, it, if things didn't work out, it wasn't, it, it, you had nothing to do with it. It was, just, it was just the will of God. And when I heard that, I was like, wow. He said, are you going to tell me that it was God's will for them to stay in the wilderness? No, because they were, all they had to do was go and possess it. And there was nothing God could do because they didn't do anything. God wasn't going to put his feet in that land. They had to do it. And because they didn't, all the adults, let me give credit to the two guys that came back with a good report, Joshua and Caleb. And they were the only two of the adult generation that, were, that God allowed to go and possess the land 40 years. They, 40 years later, they could have possessed it 40 years ago. And they went in through one of those men, Joshua. And all the rest of the adults, other than Joshua and Caleb, were not allowed to go and step foot in the promised land. And they went in through Joshua 40 years later. Now, now here's what I want you to see. This is what the writer of Hebrews is talking about. He said, now, so, so, so the good news, see the promise, whew, the promised land today, if you read Hebrews 4, you'll find out it's not a geographical location. The promised land is described as rest. And faith is a rest. Faith reaches out and receives, takes possession of what God has already provided by his grace. The word, he said, the gospel is preached to us. This good news of God's grace, God's unearned, undeserved, and unmerited favor is preached to us as well as to them, but the word preached did not profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. Not being mixed with faith in those that heard it. So you see, this is the conclusion. Here's what I want you to see. God wants you, God's got a land flowing with milk and honey. He's got a good land for you. It, I know it sounds good to be true that you can be healed and prosperous and blessed. 
forgiven of all your sins, past, present, and future. It's already been done. All you've got to do is receive it. See, what are you speaking over? Don't just let the circumstances of life happen to you. You speak to those circumstances. Use your faith. See, your faith has got to take possession of your healing. Well, if it's the will of God for me to be healed, I just think I'll be healed. If it was God's will for me to be prosperous, I think I'll be prosperous. No, you got to take possession of it. You got to open your mouth and speak to that thing. Hey, Siri. See that? Isn't that amazing? It's waiting on my command. It was just sitting there minding his own business until I activated it with my, with my mouth. The kingdom of God is voice activated. Oof! You feel that? The kingdom of God is voice activated. Speak to your body. Speak to those finances. Speak to that situation on the job. Speak to that marriage situation. Speak the word over your children. What did complaining do? No. Complaining is not going to do anything. Do, use your authority. And exercise authority over your family situations. Thank you, Lord. Behold, I give unto you authority to walk on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Man, I'm getting excited. Um, if somebody uh, just just sent me a picture, they're watching on their, on their big screen. All right. Thank you so much. I'm going to shout out to Cindy. Amen. And uh, people are watching on YouTube and Facebook and so forth. And um, thank you, Lord. Let's just, let's just give God praise. I want to th thank you, Lord, for every person that received their healing today. I just thank you for the healing right now. I thank you that your healing power is flowing through their body right now. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. All right, we're going to receive communion right now. Um, um, uh, let, let, me, let, me just, let me just say, before you turn off, um, particularly my, my summer, I want to speak to my summer church family right now. Communion is for everybody. I, I uh, invite you to, uh, to partake of communion with us. You can go grab uh, some bread. And this, this time, I got it all, my team got it all open for me. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'm going to lead you. We're just going to speak some things over communion. And um, just want to make an announcement. Tuesday, boy, it's a busy week. And I just want to just um, let people know, some of you people that have been around in the early days of Summit, uh, in case you haven't heard, uh, good fr a good friend of mine, Bryant Crooms, Pastor Bryant Crooms passed away uh, this past week. And... Um, Tomorrow I'm, I'm going to be a part of that small service with the, with the family and do the committal for them, and I'm, I'm honored to do it. And, uh, man, we had such good times together, uh, us and the Crooms family. Spent a many, a many a night over their house and waking up to the smell of coffee that Miss Paula would make and 
and the smell of breakfast, and, and she, she just knew how to serve. And Brian was such a sweet and kind person, and um, just really um, just, just, a, just a, an, an awesome man of God. He, he impacted so many lives. He was a man of compassion. And uh, he, he affected one of, one of my children, uh, Adrian, was talking about how uh, he um, uh, ministered to her. Amen. When she mentioned the incident when um, um, she wanted to go to camp, youth camp that, uh, that their church, Word of Life, would have. And um, Carla and I grounded Adrian for something and said she couldn't go. I don't know what I was thinking, why, why I wouldn't have her go to the youth camp. But I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty hard for my, on my kids. Thank God I learned grace. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so, um, Pastor Croom, she said, convinced Carla and I to let her go. And uh, the guy, guy was very, very loving and forgiving. And anyway, praise God. The announcement that I want to make is um, to, on Tuesday night, we're having a winning group open house. All right? And so we are... Um, doing like a relaunch of our winning groups, and um, I encourage you to come out, and I promise you, if you, if you come and attend the open house, we're not going to make you be a, a winning group leader, okay? Just be at rest. Faith is a rest. Just rest, and come learn about what we're about to do. You don't have to be a leader. You can, uh, but we, we welcome you to, to participate. We're going to show you the power of winning groups. We've got a, an amazing winning group director, Mark Roseman, and he's excited. I, I, I encourage you to go. I just posted this last night to the Summit Church community page, our, our private community page. There's a, a, a message where he and I talked and uh, share the vision of winning groups. And so we want to we um, talk about it. We're going to have, it's going to be a Zoom meeting on, uh, and it'll also be on Facebook and YouTube, and that'll be on Tuesday night. Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, for, for the Summit family, just uh, anybody, you could be in Nigeria and you're connected to us and you consider me your pastor and you want to have a winning group right there where, where, where you are, we'll show you how to do it because we're not going to wait until the stay-at-home at, at order is over. We're going to have winning groups online. Amen, through the power of, 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 of technology. I'm really excited because we're going to step up. We, we need some equipment here, and we're going to upgrade our equipment. And, uh, man, we're, we're, um, we, we've got some things that it's working, but it's, it's hanging on by a thread. And it's amazing, it's, and it's because of God that, that we are, are continuing to be effective with it. Um, there, there are a few issues, but, but we, we, over, we overcome them and we, or we make do. But um, we're due for an upgrade, and, and I'm just believing God, and he's going to provide everything that we need for us to make the upgrades that we need. We're going to do an overhaul and make it even better and minister to you even uh, in a more effective way. Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, the open house is going to be on the Summit Church private community page. So if you are a part of Summit and you do not, um, you, you're not... A part of that summit page, just go over there, search for Summit Church Community on Facebook, 
and you can you can join it, and we'll be there. But it'll also be on our YouTube channel and Facebook. Whew. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.